As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to House Fluent Inspections Radio, where we hope you enjoy stress-free home buying, home selling, and home ownership. I'm your host, Brian Botch, owner of House Fluent Inspections. I'm joined today by Bill Beck. We're both licensed professional inspectors here in the state of Texas, where we inspect homes of all shapes and sizes. So, Bill, here we are, podcast time again. How was your week? It was nice. It was, uh, it's starting to be fall now. The last time we talked, I don't yeah. think we were there yet. So, it's been uh, starting to cool down. Got some rain. Looks like we're getting some storms coming in. Yeah. It's been definitely cold up north of us, but uh, no, it's been nice to see the cold the seasons weather coming. Has been yes. Nice. It's been nice. It's been very nice. Um, yeah, it just, it's just, it, you know, it also makes you realize that the holidays are coming and all that. And, um, but no, it's, it's, it's been a good week. Well, I've got some good news. Our little community is growing, Bill. We're going big time. We're going, we're hitting the big time. So if you out there are listening to us today on iHeartRadio, we welcome you. And uh, you're in for a treat, as Bill likes to say. We've been told we're mildly entertaining. Just mildly. <laughs> so we also plan to start um, adding other shows to this little platform that we started here. Um, they'll all be related to uh, your home in some way. So if anybody out there knows any other podcasters or folks that have a show related to homes, home improvement, gardening, anything like that, uh, just get, get in contact with us. Let us know. We'd love to talk to them and, and learn a little bit more about what they're doing. That's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Wow. Our little show's getting bigger. It's getting bigger and bigger. We have the channel. <laughs> We're going to be mildly famous. <laughs> right. There's, I, I swear, there's going to be a meme out there somewhere of the three of us uh-huh. doing something stupid. That's fine. <laughs> and, and my daughters are going to be playing it over and over and over oh. and over and over again. So, Bill, we are going to talk today on this particular podcast about luxury homes. Luxury, luxury homes. I'm going to start with a story about a luxury home. What? Before you get started, what yeah. constitutes a luxury home, in your opinion? So it, that's a good question, right? So a lot of people have a lot of different opinions of what that is. Um, in in our definition, it is anything over about four thousand square feet. Okay. So, okay. I immediately got the Beverly Hillbilly song stuck in my head thinking about this. <laughs> With the cement pond. <laughs> I like that. Well, the first thing you know. We'll do. <laughs> That's copyrighted. You can't sing that. Oh, so, sorry. So, Bill Wrong Kelly, jump. you guys, uh, you guys remember that beautiful lake home, that million dollar lake home we inspected down in Lake Whitney? Yes, yes. Yeah, that was a nice home. Yeah. Well, th- there was a couple 
back in uh, 2007 that bought a absolutely beautiful lake home overlooking a cliff on Lake Whitney. You guys remember this? No, but I can, I can guess where this might be going. Yeah, so they purchased this home. It was their dream home. They had a deck overlooking the lake, beautiful view, great lake effect, breezes, you know, sitting in the afternoon. And um, it's $700,000 house in, in $2,007 dollars. Mm-hmm. And in uh, one day, they noticed a crack in the foundation. And they started to get this evaluated. Now, this is a 10,000 square foot home. It's uh, a modest home. Modest yeah. home. Yeah, modest. It's it's built right up on the bluff. The deck actually goes out over the cliff, uh-huh. overlooking the lake. Absolutely beautiful. Mm. And um, a few days after they noticed the crack part of the foundation actually sheared off and the backside of their house slid down the cliff. Yeah. You see this a lot on the, in the Northwest, uh, in the Northwest, you saw that a lot when there was a big rainstorm and stuff and the hill would give out and mm-hmm. you would lose half your house to the hill. Yeah. So <clears throat> even, to, uh, even bigger tragedy, the insurance company denied their claim, at least initially. Oh, why? I don't know. <laughs> the, the story said the insurance company denied their claim. Now they may have since, had some recourse, I'm not sure, but but really kind of builds on what we talked about last week, right, with foundations and some of the things going on there. But they had a really sort of unique way to deal with it. So the municipality came in and condemned the house, said, hey, Obviously, sorry, it's unsafe. Yeah, you guys can't live here, it's unsafe. Um, you just can't just nail plywood up on the yeah yeah no, <laughs> on the, on the, no. whatever was left and live in the I've seen people do li- that live in the extra you know five thousand square feet that yeah. you had in the front of the house yeah no it doesn't you work said that you way. wanted beachfront properties so what they did um, they actually they instead of a traditional demolition they soaked hail bays in diesel fuel stuck it in the garage oh, and boy. lit that baby up you know I've I've actually um, did, heard there... of this before well you. Fire departments will take condemned houses yeah. and they'll do a controlled burn on them so they yep. can practice putting the fires out. Yeah, kind of the same thing, right? So $700,000, which in today's money would be about an $871,000 dream home. Did they, did they do this to get rid of the house or did they do this to get an insurance claim? No, they, they did it on purpose. Okay, this was okay. how they decided to demolish the house because it was wow. it was so many things going on with it. It was right on the edge of the cliff. The cliff was unstable. Did they, they, did they bring, bring s'mores? Uh, they might have. I don't know. That's S'mores would be important. Wow. Well, that, that's a shame. Total shame. Don't know if I would have wanted to inspect that house either. I mean, it had, if it hadn't cracked yet, you probably wouldn't have ever seen it, or, or even you know, you would have looked at what you had there. Right, because it's it probably happened just suddenly. You know? Oh, I'm sure it did. It, it, yeah. it probably was due to weather or, or rain or, or erosion. Or, I would yeah, assume it could be a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, obviously tragedy can befall you even if you have a luxury home. This is true. And um, makes, you know, it makes home inspections obviously an important part of your purchase decision. Yeah. Um, If if I could give a a bit of advice, (laughs) consumer advice, I would go for quality over quantity as far as square footage goes. Yeah. I would would rather pay more per square foot for a smaller house. Then pay less for a larger house because, or pay less per square foot for a larger house because I think you might have a little bit more control over the quality that's going into the home. 
Yeah, I mean, there's you're right. There's a lot that goes into that, though. It's it's not just the quality of the home, neighborhood, everything else. Factors right, and ob- obviously that. the contractor, and you know, yeah. So obviously the contractor. That's the big. <laughs> All right. So uh, remember, you can always tweet at us at House Fluent. Use that hashtag My Home Question. We try and get to those on the show. You can find us on Facebook or at Instagram or at housefluent.com. All right. So, Bill, when it comes to inspecting luxury homes, uh, they have their own challenges. Obviously, location, you know, being one of them. Um, Oftentimes, they're, you know, they are built in scenic locations. And that makes, you know, the terrain, the landscape, the the grading and drainage, that that adds some challenges sometimes to, to inspecting those homes, along with other things. So... What are some of the the challenges that you typically see when it comes to these large, expensive homes? Uh, Overall, I wouldn't say there's a major difference between um, a regular home and a luxury home, other than mostly size. Um, It's usually just more of everything. I mean, it's just more appliances, more, you know, know, uh, air conditioning units. For the most part, the construction is very similar. Uh, you have more high-end materials used, um, sure. you know, in the interior and floors and that kind of stuff and trim, a lot more trim work, woodwork. But overall, it's it's still a house. It's just bigger. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so, we've seen some of them where they, the house itself takes up the entire lot. So there's almost no yard. <laughs> so, sure. Because the footprint's so big, you know. Yeah. Um, so this is a, a, a fairly good size of our business is inspecting these luxury homes in from my perspective, one of the things that's different is they tend to be more complicated, right? So if you don't have somebody coming in to inspect them that's really knowledgeable uh, about the different systems going on in a home, you, you just mentioned it, right? Multiple HVAC units. You often have roofs that are not only larger, but multiple pitches, different elevations. Bill love those. Oh, yeah. Things being tied together in, in complicated oh. valleys. Materials used. I mean, even, even yeah. roofs. Um, you could have tile. You could have slate. You could have... Sure. Um, you composite. Know, we, we don't see a lot of those, but yeah, composite. Um, they're usually very high-pitched, <laughs> very steep, mm-hmm. uh, more for a look, but I mean, that's typically what you see on those. Sure. Um, you see a lot more stucco. You see a lot more... Um, you know, there obviously there's more things that I guess could go wrong just because mm-hmm. there's a lot more of everything. You know, it's obviously more time for us to do a big house like that. You know, sure. You literally need a small team to do a house like and, that. And we do, right? We bring mm-hmm. a team. Um, many times, even though we're doing termite inspections in-house, many times on a house like that, just just in order to be able to get through it, right, we'll bring you, myself, a third-party termite person, Um on a really, really big luxury home, we've even gotten to the point where we've, you know, considered bringing out uh, licensed HVAC techs, mm-hmm. uh, roofing folks, just just so that we can have specialists in those areas really take a good hard look at that specific area. And, um, you know, we recently uh, did an estimate for somebody in a, a very high-end part of town here. They were buying a $3.5 million home. And that estimate included us bringing out a structural engineer to test mm-hmm. the foundation. So, uh, you know, we when it comes to luxury homes, there's there's a lot that can be done. And, you know, it's just a matter of really what needs to be done, I guess. And we've also run into people who are buyers who don't think 
they need an inspection on a, a high-end luxury home because sure. the house is so well-maintained. And I would say to them, you know, there's still a lot of stuff that, that is not being looked at. It's, sure. it's stuff that you don't see. Yes, they probably have someone come in, in servicing their HVAC. They have someone servicing a lot of stuff, but that's still not going to do anything for your structure. There's that's they're, sure. they're not looking at your roof. They're not looking at... You know, for cracks, especially on houses like those where you have a lot of stonework and, uh, you know, mortar deterioration. Sure. That kind of stuff. So, I mean, I wouldn't say you don't need an inspection on a house like that. You probably need one even more because there's so much more to look at um, and just things that aren't seen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, recently we looked at a home um, in a part of DFW that, again, a very, very high-end neighborhood. And uh, this house was very well-maintained, very meticulous homeowners. Mm-hmm. Um, the jacuzzi tub didn't work. The air conditioning system, ha- it had multiple air conditioning systems. One of them didn't work. The other one uh, was leaking out of the secondary drain. Yep. This and, is, this and very meticulously maintained home. That's a good point you bring up because there's a lot of high-end homes like that where there's a lot of rooms that never get used. There's a lot of right. bathrooms that never get used, showers that never get used. True. Um, a lot of areas that just go completely unseen for years. <laughs> so, yeah, right. So a lot of times there's there's issues with just that. It just hasn't been used at all, and, and you see that a lot with those high-end homes um, just because – a lot of cases, just there's more house than you needed, but sure. Um, so that would be that's another thing. Good point to bring up. Yeah, you also start seeing premium appliances, right? So mm-hmm. we see a lot of Wolf appliances, a lot of these sort of high end appliances mm-hmm. that are different to operate. Mm-hmm. Um, as crazy as that sounds, they are. They're different to operate. We see a lot of uh, you know sub zero fridges and freezers and things that are built in, and you see a lot more of them. Right. So mm-hmm. you may have a butler's pantry with yep. additional with more appliances, appliances mm-hmm. right? There's a lot more that kind of goes into that that really you need to take a look at. So if you're buying a luxury home and it's got, for example, a butler's pantry with, say, additional dishwashers and, and things like that, um, but you know, you don't really have a butler <laughs> per mm-hmm. se, right? How often does that really get used? Uh, just like you mentioned, you know, the, there's rooms that, you know, never get used. Also, there's appliances that never get used, and those things need to be tested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just, you know, just, they just don't get used is the big thing. It's kind of like a new house um, in a lot of cases, and sometimes it's just, you know, because it hasn't been used, it doesn't work at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's kind of like uh, jacuzzi tubs, you know, and you turn them on and mud comes shooting out because they literally haven't used them in years. And That's right. And you see that a lot. Um the other thing you see uh, the difference between a lot of luxury homes is doors. Um, you have a lot bigger doors, more um, complicated a lot of doors, accordion type doors that yeah. go out onto the patios. That's right, more that glass, are complicated doors that sometimes work as advertised. Um, once again, stuff that doesn't probably get used a lot, yeah. you know, and uh, that type of stuff you see a lot of issues with a lot of times. Yeah. Not just doors, but blinds that open and close from a main control panel. Even on brand new controls. houses. Yeah. Even on brand yeah. new houses, you see issues with those just because yeah. they haven't been used. Yeah. The blinds is a whole nother one. You, you hit a switch and one thinking it's going to do something and it's doing the whole house or another room right. or you can't yeah. figure out, figure out the room it's supposed to be doing. That's why I like smart homes so much. Um <laughs> 
that's only one of the reasons why. Yeah, it's probably really smart if you actually know how to use it correctly. But it, you know, there's no there's no um, driver's manual, owner's manual for a lot of this stuff. So you're kind of having to figure it out. You know, and or an owner's not there to ask usually. Yeah, if they know how to work it, actually. But I, I think you know, with smart homes, you need to have a more intuitive interface with what you're what you're working with, you know, as far as control panels and stuff go. Yeah. A lot of things are very arcane or, you know, just not logically laid out. Kelly Lamont gets the blue ribbon today. Great segue. <laughs> I think it's time for our smart home update, Bill. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Kelly's funny today. I'm funny. I've got all kinds of fun. All right, so time for the smart home update. So today, Bill, we are going to talk about something that's a little different. So we very rarely talk about smart home products that aren't officially released yet. Uh, but I want to talk to, to about one today because I this is a trend that's coming, okay? And it's the next sort of logical leap for smart homes. You got one of someone screaming? <laughs> I do. I okay. have that. So smart homes, find it. <laughs> smart homes today are very disconnected. They're they're different sort of disparate things that are placed in your home, and and they try to connect everything through a smart home hub, like a, a Google Home or an Alexa, mm-hmm. or um, you know so, some other type of smart things hub, something along those lines. And, and it makes a really bold attempt to kind of run everything together, right? The next logical leap, though, is an integrated home, right? So it's a smart home where the technology fades to the background. There's not a lot of complicated setup. There's not a lot of things going on that you've got to, as Bill likes to bring up, join over your Wi-Fi network. Um, Mm -hmm. And and things, you know, just work together in sort of a more intuitive fashion, right? Okay. So I want to bring up this. This is a company called Umbrella. And it's marketing itself uh, more towards the luxury market. But really, this could be used anywhere once it's released. And it's fully integrated and designed to work with your existing home as a, quote, whole home approach. Okay. So the way this works, they have something called bridges. And they they, they replace either your light switches or a power outlet or your thermostat. Okay. And the way it works is you would actually pull your light switches out. You would replace it with this bridge, and the the larger ones are a screen. They've got integrated cameras, and you can actually control not only the atmosphere of your home, right? You can turn lights on and off. You can dim lights, things like that, without the need for smart light bulbs. Um, you can do all that, but but you can also program it to follow you around the house with music. Okay. You can... You ready for Star Trek, Bill? If you're in the, the door. if you're in the bedroom and I'm in the kitchen, I can hit a button. It'll call you in the bedroom, and you're up on the video screen. I'm on the video screen, and we're talking, and it's just a modern day intercom. No, it's what happens nowadays when you never see your family in your house because they're all in their <laughs> rooms on their phones, and it's the only way you actually physically see each other on a screen somewhere in your own house. Yeah. Also, a big problem in really big houses where you literally yelling for someone across the house and they can't hear you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So this this technology, the way this is implemented, this also solves one of Bill's biggest pet peeves with smart homes, which is everything runs over your Wi-Fi, right? So you got to have this powerful Wi-Fi network. Well, that and if it goes down, that's right. You now can't turn your light on. That's right. Well, you don't have this problem with these integrated systems because they run over power line technology. So what that means is it runs hardwired. It's hardwired into your into your electrical system, but it, it also uses those same electrical lines to carry the data. Okay, so it's like CAN bus for your home. So do you have to build this during, does it have to go in during no, construction? absolutely not. Because it's using the Romex that's already in your wall. Yeah, it's using right. existing. It's yeah. using existing power. How is it, how is it running the it's it's the called data power line technology it's actually been around for a long long time they put that in new cars now bill thanks. yeah thanks kelly see <laughs> you could for years now you've actually been able to extend your home network by buying something that hooks into your router and then you physically plug the uh, peripherals into the wall and then you can plug computers and things into it so it's that same technology it's been around forever hmm. um, but just hasn't been used effectively really um, and this is a really effective way to to use it. And so when you when you think about that, right, that allows you to create the system that can either be connected to the internet or disconnected. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily need the internet to run, um, which is great. And you can control the really the atmosphere of your your whole home from there. So here's some cool things that that this does, Bill. You can set, um, oh, they've got a term for it. I can't think of it, but they call them scenes. You can set up scenes within this. So, for example, when it's time for bed, it can uh, turn the lights down, set the alarm, lock the doors. (laughs) It can do everything for you when it's time for bed. God, we are so lazy. (laughs) That's my problem with all this. You can make sure your garage door is shut. Is it that hard to open and turn a light on and off? I mean, do I really need... It can adjust the temperature. Yeah, so but your temperature you know, for you know when you just go to bed and you go, "Damn, that I remember to lock the front door." But and then it, you just it, like, my problem <laughs> with all this is it makes it seem like we live in, in a commercial where you know someone's on vacation and then everything's peaceful and tranquil and it all works perfectly. But no one lives in that and then in that house. You know, you got dogs barking, kids screaming. Sure. You know, unless it can fix all those things. I did think of a thing I wanted the other day as my robot vacuums going around my house. I need one of those for the backyard that does so, dog, that does dog poop. So this this type of <laughs> that's nice dog poop. I like that robot. You need the uh, you need the spray can that just makes it disappear. Exactly. I just want one that did, goes around the paint yard, painted not, green. Not only mows, but also picks up the dog poop. That's funny. Hey, it's called a bagging mower. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but, but no, this so this type of system does attempt to somewhat fix those things you're talking about, right? So one of the things you can do with your scenes as you're going to bed is have it play white noise for you. Okay. Yeah. You can set a scene when you wake up so that um, you can have it with its uh, built-in system. It can adjust the temperature to what you want it to be in the morning. So by the time you actually wake up, the temperature is where you want it to be from compared to what it was while you were sleeping. The best part is it, it can probably turn the coffee maker on for you. Yeah, oh, I absolutely you can. Just tell coffee. Yeah. My, yeah, my problem isn't, isn't with the technology. I, I love the technology when it's working. The, mm-hmm. the, the problem I have with all of it is getting it working. And 
not, you know, getting a divorce over it while trying to get it working because that's usually what it comes down to, you know, and what to you do and, and what to do when it's not working now that everybody's used to it and doesn't remember how to turn a light on anymore. And that's always been my problem with a lot of this is just keeping it all working correctly. Yeah. You know, like, well, that's why you hire a professional company to come out and install it and then maintain it. I mean, it's just like any other system in your home. That's true. That's true. You also they also need to come out and train you on how to use it, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean sure. it's, it's supposedly it looks intuitive, according to their. Uh, hey, when I was a kid, we bought a microwave oven. He came out to the house, installed it, yeah. and showed the whole family how to cook like a hot dog and an egg. You know, and we were like <laughs> blown away by that technology. Of course, my dad decided to put a potato in there for seventeen minutes and went up to take a shower and came back, and the microwave was on fire, but. <laughs> melted the door but don't worry so he was able to fix it and it he swears it didn't leak any radiation into the house so but we used it for in there 20 years great it's a good one kelly is it just me or are you picturing bill standing there screaming get off my lawn (laughs) i am i am with 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 the uh the the wife beater t-shirt and the uh (laughs) beer (laughs) the beer in his hand perhaps blue ribbon yeah yeah i i do not really care for people on my lawn i will be honest (laughs) Brian has no choice. He's got four little. So I. My so lawn's dead. <laughs> I actually like the idea of a more integrated home and and really tying everything together in a way that's more intuitive and, and less sort of disparate, right? So a lot of the smart homes we look at, everything's disjointed, disconnected, mismatched. Is mismatched. That's the big one. Yeah. Yeah, there's no there's no interface for the systems to no. talk to each other. That's right. Well, I mean there are, right? You've got the smart home assistants, you can yeah. integrate it through your but, smartphone. But that's limited. But yeah, that's right. Everything is still the, the, you know, that last mile is still not there. And I think the tough part of all this is there's new stuff coming out so quickly yeah. that Whatever you just got is now outdated. Yeah, that's and, right. Oh, yours doesn't like you know it's your back too. You know, I mean it's it's yeah. it's we're we're right there. So people are getting pieces and parts as they're doing it, and that's they're right. they're mismatching their whole house. Whereas as we go down the road, there'll be a company that's going to come in and literally do your whole house in yeah. one, one install. Which like that's this, this one right here, like right. this, where yeah. it's all one system. You know, that's where, right. It's not, you know, everybody wants a little bit, you know, first you start out with, you know, the smart coffee maker, and then you want the robot vacuum, and then sure. you want, you know, and you know, Alexa's behind all this, by the way. She's the one that... <laughs> put... Well, what I like about systems like this that make an attempt at integration, right, is that you don't necessarily have to have all your other devices be smart. You can have, right, a dumb coffee maker... <laughs> And you can plug it into a bridge that has replaced your power outlet, and, mm-hmm. and you can now control the power to right. that. Right, you can so, make dumb things smart. Yeah, you can make dumb things smart, mm-hmm. and and you don't you don't sort of have all these crazy disparate sure. systems. So it's powering. It's more about powering outlets, or or t- things coming on, lights coming on that are on that sure. outlet, or yeah, controlling your thermostat, smoke alarms. I like all that, that kind of. I like that technology way better than everything being based on Wi Fi, just because yeah. it's. I don't want to say more mechanical, but it's more, um, not analog, but it's just more, it's, it's, it's simple. It's, yeah, it's less complicated. It reminds you of that little timer you used to plug into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> have the lights turn on at, you know, All right. 8 p.m. Time to move on. So remember, yeah, I you still can have always... those for Christmas lights. Thank you. <laughs> they work. In Ziploc bags. So they don't get wet. 
All right, moving on, moving on. Remember, you can always tweet at us at HouseFluent. You can use that hashtag, MyHomeQuestion. We try and get to those on the show. You can find us on Facebook or at Instagram or at HouseFluent.com. So, Bill, <laughs> I know you, you love my lists. Uh, we were supposed to have a guest today, and I dropped the ball on it, and so we're going to replace that with, unfortunately, another list. No luxury home guest. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. So, 10 secrets a luxury home buyer should know. Okay. And uh, I, I saw this. This was a great list from uh, bestlifeonline.com. And uh, the first one on the list, Bill, is don't judge a book by its cover. So, basically, that's a that, good one. Yeah, it is a good one. Right. So, how many homes have you looked at that you roll up and you look at it and you think, oh my gosh, this is a beautiful home? And you get inside and you peel back that first layer and, oh, wow. There's a few builders that come to mind, but I'm not <laughs> going to bring them up. But we even don't say lipstick on a pig, but... Um, yeah, I think that there's a few actually overused, but... It always goes back to, wow, that's that's a really good price on so much. Yeah. Yeah, it sure does. Um, the second one, and... I don't know anybody in the luxury market that wouldn't do this, but get a competent realtor. Get get somebody that specializes in those neighborhoods, mm-hmm. those types of houses. They've got a, a list of professionals that also specialize in those things that can help you out. Get get somebody that really knows what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, you could even get get in with the HOA in the, those neighborhoods uh, even then and, and mm-hmm. find out what kind of issues people have been having and stuff with those homes because... And a lot of those are custom home builders on top of that. So they might not even be the same builder, but they might not even be in business by the time you buy the home. That's yeah. Also a good point. Yeah, very true. So number three, keep a record of absolutely everything. So document essentially what they're saying is document anything that has anything to do with that home, with that neighborhood. Um they're they're saying you know, make sure that you have all the information at your fingertips. So that goes back to what you were saying, Bill, is actually get those HOA covenants, read through them, make sure that's something you can live with, right? So mm-hmm. some of those are pretty crazy. We talked about some of those before. Um, Bill recently had a run in with his HOA with some dead trees. Actually, they they never they never got me for it, but I knew I saw him taking pictures of them. So <laughs> I was going to paint them green because they've been dead for a year, but... Um, but I didn't know if they'd go for that either. And then I was like, oh, let's paint them green and put Christmas lights on them and yeah. keep them going year-round. But we did replace them. But I think one of the new ones may be dead too. So. Yeah, we we talked about too, a lot of these luxury homes will have maintenance plans. So they'll have an HVAC person that's coming out some two to four times a year. A lot of times they'll be on a roofing plan where the, the roofing company will come out a couple of times a year. That was an accident. I apologize. <laughs> Like, what did that have to do? I don't know. That didn't have anything to do with anything. Was it something to do with a laser? I think so. I Okay. Thank I, you. What I, was it supposed to be? Yeah. That's what <laughs> right. um, well, let's go back to the topic at hand. Yeah, let's get back. To- Just to let you know, we're going live soon. <laughs> uh, we are so ready. I'm going to turn this app off. <laughs> um, so anyway, anyway uh, a lot of times, you know, the like I said, they'll have an HVAC contractor that's coming out two to four times a year. Uh, a lot of times they'll be on a roofing plan. Um, landscaping is another one. A lot of times they'll have a sprinkler service company that's looking at stuff. Exterminating. Get those cool records. Guys. Yeah. Made. So a lot of times those things won't be included with the disclosures and, and other things. Get those. Get those things. Call those companies. 
those companies are going to be able to tell you a lot more about what's going on with the roof, with those HVAC units. Yeah, they can tell you like a history of, you know, as they've serviced yeah. it, you know, what things the current homeowners decided That's right. they didn't want to do or hold off until later. Yeah. The the other thing with documentation, and we, we talked about this one other time almost a year ago now, which is hard to believe, but call your insurance company, give them the address, and get a clue report. That's another piece of documentation that I highly recommend. So that is going to tell you all the losses that have occurred on that property. So if they had a flood, if last time they had a roof replaced under a claim, any claim that happened on that property, they'll be able to tell you that information. So you'll then you'll be able to say, oh, hey, I saw this was fixed. You know, um, can you tell me more about that? Right. So number four says get a local guide. Um not really sure what this one's about, but local guide. Yeah, it's his local guide. So, how big of the house are we talking here? <laughs> I know, right? You need a compass. So, <laughs> I think what they're saying is, if you're moving to a new area, mm-hmm. talk to somebody locally, find out what's really going on in that area. Well, then, isn't that what your realtor's for? Yeah, but I, I was gonna say, this I, is, where do you find a guide? Yeah, I don't know. I think this. <laughs> I mean, is, this isn't a state park or a national park. <laughs> yeah, it's. I don't know. I'm not sure what this particular. Does he have like is. a hat and a little? <laughs> Maybe right. maybe we need to look into this. We could be guides. We could. Yeah. Yeah, wool socks. We'll get a double decker bus. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. Um so going down the next one says do some research into the future of the area. And so that's kind of like where is it going? You know, make sure they're not going to build a giant Amazon warehouse behind you. No, no, I good, I, I, good luck I completely in North get that. Texas by the way. It's going to grow. Because yeah. we were looking at a house before we bought this one and uh we asked and they were we found out that they were the lot behind us. They were going to mm-hmm. put in a super Walmart or something. We said, no, thanks. We're going to go somewhere else. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, typically a lot, if it's a new construction, they'll usually show you the forecasted map of what they think is coming. True. It doesn't mean that's what's coming. True. No, it sure. doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And then the, the next one says. Buy um, lots of land. T- Buy land. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the next one says, do some research on the past of the home. Right. So uh, don't just check out the future. Find out what's actually happened there before. Right. Chalk outline. That's exactly what they're getting at. Right. Is you don't want to move into a pet house. cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the neighbors come over and they're like, wow, I can't believe somebody finally bought this place. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the big clue would be how long has it been on the market? <laughs> right. And number eight. So this one, Bill, this one you're going to like get as many inspections as possible. Get a conga line of inspectors coming in and out of the house. We we talked about this earlier too. We we, we just uh, when we were talking about how long it's been on the market. That isn't yeah. one of the other issues we find with larger luxury homes. Sure, sometimes they've been sitting for a while. Uh, yeah, and a lot of stuff hasn't been used. Yeah, and a usually, lot of times they've been vacant for a while too. Yeah, that that usually affects the plumbing. Um, right. that kind of thing. Um, yeah. just, it, anyway, and and with these larger luxury homes, like I mentioned, you know, depending on the size, the scale you know, everything else, a lot of times, you know, it does behoove you to work with a company like ours that's going to bring in third parties, right? So if if we're going to go out, for example, and look at that two and a half, three million dollar home, you know, we'll bring in an HVAC tech that's going to pressure test your units. We can't do that. We're not licensed HVAC technicians, but we can bring folks in that can do things like that, that that are going to give you that extra peace of mind 
that extra understanding, um, that deep knowledge of those specific systems. Well, it's, it's, some of those systems are so much more complex, or they're just sure. so many of them, where we typically would just recommend you bringing an HVAC guy, and if yeah. we see an issue, we are they're already there. It just saves time, um, you know, on, on when it's you know not overwhelming, but when there's a lot more to look at. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the next one actually goes back to one of the earlier ones, which is you know get a competent realtor that understands these types of properties. A lot of times it's hard to compare these properties. So when they're trying to set a value, one of the things they do is they look at what's called comps or comparables. Well, it's not every day, mm-hmm. you know, that within mm-hmm. a couple of miles that you've got, you know, five, you know, $3 million mansions, right? right? So it's certain neighborhoods that you do find that, but not not every day. And they certainly don't have enough that have sold within no. the same period of time and things like that. So Find a realtor that understands that and, and can give you some good comparables to, to make sure that you understand the true value. And then the last one is get title insurance. And this, this isn't just for luxury homes. Get title insurance. It just, it's just something you will save you. If you do have a title problem, it's going to save you a lot of problems, a lot of headaches. Yeah, look, I'm reading the text there. It says it protects you from hidden hazards such as invalid divorces, secret marriages, and undisclosed heirs. That's right. So, yeah, yeah that, that would really suck. <laughs> yeah, it would. It would. Okay, so. that's fun. All right. Remember, you can always tweet at us at HouseFluent. Use the hashtag MyHomeQuestion. We try and get to those on the show. You can also find us on Facebook or at Instagram or at HouseFluent.com. Ben, Bill, are you ready to uh, talk about some client questions or go through some client questions? Sure. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. So the first one says, uh, do you guys do inspections on commercial buildings and what is involved in those inspections? Yeah. <laughs> we do them. Yeah. We, we definitely do less of them, but we, we do them. Yeah, we do. Um, it depends, too, on the commercial building, right? So we're not equipped to handle, you know, an entire shopping center or, um, you know, a, a sky-rise building, something like that. We do what's called light commercial so if you're moving into a commercial space within a shopping center, if you're buying a freestanding commercial building that's, you know, a smaller, uh, single, sometimes two-story, just kind of depends, that is something we can help you out with. Um, that is something when we do those, every one of those is custom to your needs. We mm-hmm. sit down with you. We talk to you about what it is you're actually trying to accomplish with the inspection. It's also one of those inspections we bring third parties with us. So, um, you know, we'll bring roofers, HVAC technicians, uh, things like that as needed. And it just kind of depends a lot of times on what it is mm-hmm. you need and what you're trying to accomplish. If it's a restaurant, if it's a, yeah, a beauty shop, that's right. it's, yeah, there's, yeah. It's, it's much you know, appliances and stuff is the big one on those. Sure. Absolutely. All right. Next question, Bill, I am considering buying an older home in a part of town that's been revitalized. <laughs> I love all the charm and character of the houses there, but I'm concerned I might be getting in over my head. What are some things I need to be looking out for as I'm shopping? Pool floaties. We we deal with this one a lot. So, we do, yeah. Um, in in you know, especially we just dealt with this one yesterday, especially with younger couples in what seems to be the more affordable neighborhoods now, which are definitely being revitalized. There's no doubt. There's yeah. all over the metroplex. There are a lot of the older neighborhoods that you. Oh yeah, and some wouldn't believe pocket are, neighborhoods that are just gorgeous. That you, you go never, into these little ranch homes, they're yeah. you know 
50, 60, 70 years old and there's Mercedes and <laughs> Range Rovers sitting out front of them now. Yeah. And you're like, wow. And, you know, I'd say the biggest thing with them for us dealing with those houses is a lot of them have been remodeled. Um, some are flips, some are not. Some some are beautiful remodels that uh, couples have done on their own. Um, we just dealt with one the other day. They, they did a really nice job remodeling it. You know, not your typical remodel to sell type. It was done right. very well. They went all out on everything. But that said, you still can have 70-year-old wiring and mm-hmm. um, old appliances and uh, old plumbing is the big one. Plumbing is the big one. Plumbing yeah. is the big one. If you could still have cast iron. You could yeah. still have, um, or it's mixed. You have and, PVC and cast iron. You have... What about wiring? Wiring. You can have aluminum. You can have copper. You can have two-wire, non-grounded. Yeah. You can have... It, it just depends on the level of... Um, the remodel or whatever they did, the, re, the refurb to the house, it just yeah. depends on how far they went. And the good ones go all out. They do the plumb. You know, what would you do first? I would do the foundation, the plumbing, and the electrical first. <laughs> yeah. Because that is, you know, and, and, and you get into these old houses now where they're trying to make them more smart home type homes. They are, yeah. And where they're really starting to mix things together and things that aren't grounded, like that should be for the more complicated um uh what do you say uh, sensitive sensitive electronics, electronics yes so i mean i love the charm of the old house i love the old neighborhoods i love the big trees i love all that but with that all can come issues too so oh yeah absolutely um and we've talked about that on other shows no, and i get why people are revitalizing those areas they're beautiful neighborhoods they're not the little stick trees out front you know where every house looks the same they're a lot of those houses were built by um, custom yeah. home builders 60 70 years ago they're Neat houses. They have a lot of character. Character means many things. Um, you know, walking the <laughs> floors, you can, especially if they're pier and beam houses, uh, you know, I don't drop the marble on the floor, but I know guys who do. And, yeah, and they and roll. Marble's going to roll. Yeah, it is. You, <laughs> but you some people like of... that part of it, you know. I mean, some yeah. people like the charm of that, That you know, the fact that your doors oh. are only going to open half the year. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, of... last year I inspected a home in downtown McKinney, one of these beautiful old victorians that was mm-hmm. built in you know 17 1800s and you see the immediate appeal right oh, yeah. i mean you walk in oh, you got you back in time uh, you got house. 12 foot ceilings the floors creak it's got mm-hmm. that smell to it i can't really exp- you know you can't oh, the place woodwork it, but... is beautiful yeah. i mean they're neat houses it, i mean it's also been added on a hundred times that's the thing and, and <laughs> you can and you go up in the attic and you yeah. can see the old roof and that's where right. they added on <laughs> i'd say the biggest concern with any old house any revitalized neighborhood in an old house is safety. It is yeah. going to be safety and plumbing, I would say. Yeah. Those are the, probably the two big ones I would always pay attention to. Yeah. As far as when you're shopping, though, Bill, I mean, for me, the simple things to look out for, um, look for cast iron plumbing. It's easy to see. You can see it right in the front yard or the backyard, depending on the house. You'll see pipes that are sticking out of the ground. Those are called clean outs. That's where they would clean out your sewer lines if they got backed up if they look like black metal or rusted metal um that's a sign that it's cast iron and it's not saying don't buy the house it's just saying you know hey this is this is something that you're probably going to have to deal with you're going right? to get that scope yeah without a doubt it's something you're going to have to deal with if um, you see pvc there that's a good yeah, sign so you see that's white a plastic that's that a great sign somebody's spent the money yeah um so if that, you don't 
look at it as you're probably going to be spending it. Yeah, I mean, that's a big one. At one point. Also stand back and just take a look at the house from, you know, back across the street. Yeah. And, you know, if the roof's doing funny stuff and moving up and down, then, then, you know, again, there may or may not be something you're going to have to deal with. If it gets your attention right off the bat, it's usually for a reason. Yeah. You're leaning your head to look at it. That's usually a good sign, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, last question. How far outside the DFW area do you guys travel for an inspection? It depends. <laughs> I don't want to answer this No, one. it really does. It depends. So, <laughs> I mean, it depends on the inspection, right? I mean, we've gone down to Hillsboro. We've gone, uh, we've gone to Lake Whitney. I mean, it really does depend. It, you know, for, for us to travel, um, it, it, obviously, it has to be worth our time. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, we do. We do travel. Um, people ask us to do it probably more often than we do. Um, but you know, it's something we're open to. It just sort of depends on the situation, depends on the inspection. Um, you know, and that kind of thing. Uh, I like seeing all the areas. There's no doubt about that. Um, yeah. you know, we do do a lot of driving. Um, and there, there's some neat areas out there that I've never seen before, which I've seen lately, yeah. which uh, we drove up to Lake Texoma the other day and that was a neat neighborhood up there on the lake. That yeah. Was a really absolutely. cool. Neighborhood. That was an old house, really neat old house. Yeah. Big A-frame house. That was a cool house. It was. It looked like a little ski shack. It looked exactly like yeah. it. Was, it looked like <laughs> it was a, really cool. well, it was a, not cottages, but the... Chalet. Chalet, yeah. yeah. It was neat. Well, and if DFW keeps growing pretty soon, when you call us from Baltimore, it'll still be within the Metroplex. Oh, that's just that's just the east side <laughs> of the <laughs> Metroplex. Yeah. It'll be toll roads connecting all of it. That's yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we're laughing. But our smart car will take us there, no problem. That's right. <laughs> All right. Um, remember, you can tweet at us at HouseFluent. Use the hashtag MyHomeQuestion. We try and get to those on the show. You can find us on Facebook or at Instagram or at HouseFluent.com. All right. So, Bill, before we get out of here, just a couple of quick housekeeping things. Um, we are going to begin broadcasting live in November. So people are going to get to see your ugly mug on television. Wait, wait, wait. I, th- I thought it was just live audio. No, no. It's live. Like live, live. See us live? Like see you live. We don't want to do that. We're going to lose people. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kelly, I'm going to let you talk a little bit like, about how we're going to do we this. We have to shower and everything. I know. I know. I'm going to have to clean this room. <laughs> Bill, Bill's going to have to start wearing pants. Yeah. That, we've, been <laughs> yeah. Try, we've been on him for weeks I'll, about that. I'll try to remember that. <laughs> Luckily, it's getting cooler outside, so he's more apt to wear the pants. <laughs> I am wearing pants. <laughs> Um, no, we're gonna we're gonna start on uh, start on Facebook, and um, okay, we're gonna start streaming uh, these uh, these shows, and uh, you can also catch us on a regular you know regular old audio podcast. Too, That's right. At the same time, yeah, absolutely. We'll have the the podcast will still be recorded, so you'll be able to download those and and listen to them from your favorite podcasting app. Uh, but just another option for folks to to catch up with us and. We're going to begin, so once we kind of get on our feed and get used to it, we'll start adding additional places that people can see us and listen to us. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. It should make things way more fun and uh, challenging with live guests and Colin and everything. It's going to be fun, man. I'm looking forward to it. It's a new adventure. I need a bigger computer. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Bill, that's it. We're done. That's it. Another another episode in the bag. Our last <laughs> recorded episode. Is this it? No, we have one more pre-recorded. Oh, one more. Okay. One more pre-recorded, and then we're going one live. One more practice round before we go. No. All right. Live. Thank you for listening to House Flint Inspections. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. 
Remember, you can always tweet at us at HouseFluent. Go to HouseFluent.com to book a home inspection, read articles about stress-free home buying, home selling, and home ownership, or just generally get to know us. So, Bill, what does Kelly have planned for our live show? Ask Kelly. <laughs> that says it all. <laughs> We're not there yet. All right. We're still dead. Thank you today to Bill Beck and our producer, Kelly Lamont. Music today and every day provided by Purple Planet Music. Oh, boy. Live is going to be an adventure. Live. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.